Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when they force all of their friends to listen to 69 episodes of a podcast. I'm your host, your sorry, your dank host, Luke Miani. And I'm your super cool, totally radical host, Noah Rubin. Whoa. On this nice. show, we take questions from listeners attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. <laughs> and when we laugh, it's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yeah, but anyway, like, so I wanted to talk to you, Noah, because, like, technology is super cool, right? Dude, it's like, it's like crazy. Like, I don't even understand it, bro. It's like... It's like, what even is this? No, bro, because, like, it's like, this is your whole world. Like, whoa, right? I know. There's, like, a million, billion zeros and ones in there, and it's just, like, I know stuff. It's like, what? It's like, you're speaking to the computer in binary, but it's also, like, non-binary. Do you know what I mean? Bro, that is so deep, bro. I know. <laughs> that was pretty deep. That was Speaking pretty deep, deep. Welcome to episode 69. Woo. This is a real milestone for us. I know. This is crazy. Oh, man. 69 episodes of a tech podcast. Who would have thought? Just kidding. Every white man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, uh, we're we not breaking stereotypes here, buddy, I'm afraid. No, I'd say this is a pretty uh, pretty typical white guy activity right here, talking about yeah. technology oh. on a podcast. Oh, what's that? Two white guys think that they know stuff about stuff so they're gonna talk to people about it and and think that people are interested in what they ought to say yeah that sounds about right mm-hmm mm-hmm and here we are we've done it 69 times and we're gonna do it 69 more times <laughs> and then we're done that's it <laughs> that's that's all you get yeah. also i would like to point out a realization i've just had what's that you might imagine, this being a weekly podcast, that we would... Shouldn't we have more episodes? It's been almost two years, right? Yeah. Which, first of all, what? How did that happen? How? Wait, when was our first episode? It was like spring of 2020 or 2021. It was spring of 2021, right? It was, I think it was very early. Our first ever episode, Dark Mode Podcast, episode one, February 14th, Valentine's Day <laughs> oh, yeah. of 2021. Yeah. So, bro, it's been almost two years. We should have done like a hunt. 104 episodes we should be up in the 90s by now yeah we've been uh we, we took some nice breaks throughout these uh these two years some real nice breaks 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good thing we don't have advertisers because there's nobody to be disappointed in us or tell us that we got to do what we're going to do. I've said it before and I'll say it again, Noah. We lose money hand over fist doing this. That's right. Every time I turn on this camera, it's like $100 comes out of my bank account. It's gone. It's it just absolutely melting through money. But you know what? So are probably 99% of all other white guys do a podcast. So let's go. We're not breaking the stereotype. No, we are not. In fact, I honestly think that if we keep going, we're on a dangerous path here, Noah. We've already fallen prey to the two white guys think they know stuff. So they're going to start a podcast and pretend that other people care about what they think they know. Next thing you know, we're going to start like describing women's issues and like trying to speak from a position of knowledge, having no idea what we're doing. And like, we're going to start, I mean, this is, we honestly have to be very careful here, Noah, because that would be a disaster. We can't, we can't fall into that rabbit hole. No, I mean, I sat down today, I turned on the camera, I got ready, and I almost just started, like, spewing facts about, like, drop shipping and NFTs, and I had to stop myself. Oh, my God. Like, it Dude, was dangerous. Dude, I can't tell you. There have been so many times where I wanted to talk about stock trading mm -hmm. and, and, like, how to invest in crypto, and I was like, whoa, whoa, wait. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes here. Yeah, we don't want to get carried Good away. God. Anyway, so I wanted to talk. I wanted to start tonight by talking about my new brand that I'm launching. It's a brand with a. Uh, it, it's got the word "man" adapted to the brand. So okay. in this case, it's called Mandels. Okay. Uh huh. So. These are candles, but they're only for men, okay? Okay. And so I've incorporated manly ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. The scents are inspired by uh, specifically things that a white man who thinks he's cool and knowledgeable would know. So mm -hmm. I've got a brick-scented candle, all right? I've got, I've got a computer with coffee in the keys scented candle mm. all right yeah i'm talking v8 smoothie scented it's a crossover episode mm -hmm. candle it's v8 juice i've got creatine powder candle mm. and that one's also edible oh is it actually yeah, so it's can, actually just creatine powder in the shape of a candle? Yeah, it's just creatine powder with a string down the center of it. I don't know how well that burns or if that's safe and or toxic. Uh-huh. But that's innovation, right? Sometimes yeah. you got to just look at things and think, why has nobody pushed that boundary before? And then what you got to do is disregard all socioeconomic factors or actual reasons and do it. You know, I really I really like this, right? Because you know, you think about candles, right? Yeah. Think about candles, you think two things. You think old timey, you know, the people with like the like the robes and the big slippers and the like the nighttime hat, you know? And they have the yeah, candle yeah. with the little tray. Yeah. 
right? It's old timey, and they're tripping over their long robes. Yeah, exactly. You think, and then they trip over, and they the candle falls, and it catches on fire, and their mm-hmm. wooden house Absolutely. burns down, and they all and, and they you know, walk out of their that. bedroom holding their candle, and they see a suit of armor and think that it's a guy, and they get mm-hmm. so scared that their that their floppy pom pom hat stands up on end, and their eyes bug out of their heads and they uh-huh. run back into the room and hide under the covers that's not very manly okay so what i'm doing is is bringing masculinity back because as we all know there is no it is not overly done in this day and age masculinity right very clearly The problem is the lack of it, not the presence. And also another thing, hustle. Hmm. That's the, is that a a flavor or or a scent? No, it's a feature. Candles painstakingly slow. What are they doing? They're taking their time. My candles burn from new to bottom, wick to wick in 10 seconds flat. That's the kind of hustle that you need to bring in your life. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Not the whole secret because you got to buy my $100 uh, business course <laughs> to do that. Um, but I'll let you, I'll give you a little bit of of my uh, my secret here. Uh, and that is that if the candles burn out in 10 seconds, then they you have to buy more candles. That's pretty smart. I think you I think, you know, I'm not sure if you have your your website set up yet. Your direct to consumer, you know, online only mm-hmm. website set up yet. But if you With don't no warranty or customer service path at all. Oh, absolutely not. Just take the money and yeah. you know, hopefully they get it. But I think you should make you sh- you should just sell in bulk at that point. Like don't even, you know, single candles is a waste of time. You know, that's like if you want to be manly, you got to you got to get like a whole pallet of these things. You got to lift them up. Yeah. And carry them into your yeah. house like, you know, sell them in bulk. Absolutely. What's a man going to do? Walk into a store and buy one candle that burns down in 10 seconds? What it's are weak. you weird? It's weak. That's weak. Absolutely. You're going to go in and you're going to buy these candles. I'm talking four digits on these orders. OK, they're stackable. I'll tell you that much. Mm hmm. You, you can, can stack you can the wicks. stack those puppies right, completely. Yeah, it's a stackable wick. I'm calling it the new st- uh, stackable wick technology. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing. What's that? There's an NFT for the candles. What? Wow. Incredible. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're talking about running a YouTube podcast lifestyle empire, which is of course what we do as two white men who start a podcast together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you're not just gonna stop at candles because, like, this is the small-minded thinking that companies like Apple, who could never accomplish anything good, don't have. Right? The small-minded thinking is, oh, I'm gonna make a phone. Anyone can make a phone. That's easy. But nobody has the guts to make stackable 10-second candles with an accompanying NFT and a $100 per month business course to teach you 
how you can also be a candle a business starting entrepreneur, self-employed NFT. All right. It's amazing. I just want to I just want to say before I say my next thing, just how comfortable we both are with our masculinity. This is not performative. Absolutely. This is not no. you know, whatever. We're just very we just exude masculinity here, right? Absolutely. There are no skeletons in our closets. There are no financial crimes supporting these businesses. There are no overcompensations occurring in the slightest. And even if you looked, I mean, you shouldn't look. Mm -hmm. Don't waste your time. Don't, like, you you know, don't, don't need to. Don't look. Don't look. But even if you did, you yeah. wouldn't find anything. But don't, don't, don't look. Don't, there don't is no need to look. You guys trust us, right? Would I sell you an NFT if you didn't trust me? Would I exploit you for personal wealth for what money? Why would I do that to enrich myself off the backs of my followers? What's the motivation? Fabulous wealth. Ridiculous. I am motivated by one thing and one thing alone. And that is the hustle. I work 25 hours a day, eight days a week, okay? And you know what? I'm worth $1 trillion, and I gave it, away. I gave it to charity. So I'm wow. not worth that anymore. But I, I, I am worth it in spirit, but in a trillion, I am worth a trillion dollars in compassion bucks because I gave it away to charity. Because I don't need the money, all right? I'm not in it for the money, even though I'm selling you a $100 course and the candles are $30 each, by the way. But it's not about the money, okay? It's about the hustle and the and you you guys and stuff. That's incredible. That's just like, how could you, how could you yeah. not trust this man? He donated a trillion dollars to charity. He's so... It's true. He's don't so, look it up. so genuine... He's so, I mean, mm -hmm. don't look it up, but it's true. You know, don't, don't waste, yep. don't, don't, don't look it up. Don't waste your time, but it's true. Just yep. absolutely incredible. Sign me up. Sign me up. Absolutely. They call, and you know what? Luke Muscani, that is, that's accurate. I would say, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think Musk would be happy with that comparison. You know, I don't want to upset him. You know, I think I might be a bit, bit bigger of a deal. I am, after all, a white man who started a podcast. So, like, not anyone can start a podcast. You you have to have an internet connection, okay? Oh yeah, no, that's that's you know very very nice of uh, of Nicholas here to to compare Elon Musk to you. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Ooh, you got bonked on that one. We had a Twitch chat here saying, is this a new style of established titles ad? Yes. Uh, this, I, I'm actually, today's episode is sponsored by established titles, FTX, um, Coinbase. Uh, we're brought to you by the fucking monkey thing, NFT. 
Theranos the, and Enron. Theranos and Enron, <laughs> yeah. And also, oh wait, hang on. I'm sorry. We have today's special sponsor, Lehman Brothers. Uh, <laughs> so Bear shout Stearns. Out. <laughs> so a massive shout out to all of our definitely financially solvent sponsors. Uh, we fully endorse everything that they stand for and stake our reputations on their solvency. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we are all in. We are all in with FTX and Enron. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what's this? It looks like Twitter wants to sponsor. Oh, boy. It's, There's it's my nothing in sight for hate speech. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good opening to the show. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that. But I will be taking uh, orders on those candles. Yeah, we got to get that set up. Sorry, on mandals. Yes. Yes. And I will be making that video with, uh, I will be making that website with today's sponsor, Squarespace. Just kidding. I don't want to associate an actual sponsor with the bit (laughs) that we just did. Uh, They are also not actually sponsoring this episode because, and this is true, Noah and I have never had a brand deal. That's (laughs) why we're losing so much money. (laughs) Absolutely. That's why you got to sell the mandals. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I can tell you, Noah, that our most recent episode. Whoa, did we get a super chat? We must have gotten a super chat because we actually made $80. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, that's incredible. Wow. I lost seven subscribers, but... I mean, the ROI, if I if I had if I got paid $80 for every 7 subscribers I lost, I'd keep that going for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm. That is truly remarkable. And also it was quite a while ago cuz I'm now realizing, oh no. I might be a bit of an idiot. Oh, why is that? That wasn't last. That wasn't our most recent uh, episode. I that was episode thirteen that I was looking at from oh. May twenty third, twenty twenty one. Because I'm on the second page and I forgot. Okay, so that money's been burnt through long ago. Oh yeah, that money we sunk that little bit of cash directly into our podcast hosting fees, mm-hmm. and then and many 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 more. Yes. Let me let me take a peek here. Uh, episode sixty eight, our actual most recent episode. Yeah, it was five dollars. Nice. Nice. So. Yeah, that's um. Do you want me to? Well, I guess YouTube has to take their cut. Or no, that's after YouTube's cut. Hell yeah. Noah, do you want me to Venmo or would you like a bank transfer for the two fifty? You know, you could wire it over to me, international wire, mm-hmm. or you maybe the next time I Cashier's see you. Cashier's check. You know, I, I, I could work with that as long as you you know put it in the mail, make sure the the letter's insured, send it over here. You know, I could work with that. Or the next time I see you, gotcha. you could just buy me like a sandwich or something. That not even. Uh, you know what? 
A sandwich a candy is bar. Ambitious. A candy bar. How about a candy Would bar? Would you like a candy bar? I'll buy yes. you one Tootsie Roll. That's that's about oh, that's, that's about beautiful. It. Now Noah, I I did I did want to touch on. I did want to touch on we we did want to address Elon's very short-lived battle with Apple. Yes. This week that was absolutely hilarious. And I mean, I just I don't even know what to say. I mean, it it's it's kind of like watching a, a toddler fighting with like an elementary school teacher. Yeah. You know, they're like picking the fight, but they're wrong. They have no they're not really 100% grasping the English language. And the uh the teacher's just sort of like Mhm. Okay. Okay. All right. How about we get you a little treat and we go and put you in front of the TV? Would you like that little Elon? And then they're like, <laughs> "Yay." You know, yeah, it was such a short, I mean, you know, it's not completely over yet. It remains to be seen. Yeah. If and when, I should say if and when Twitter Blue relaunches, will it be on iOS again? Uh, you know, will Twitter be removed from the App Store? I guess probably not, but it could happen. So we'll say that this isn't completely settled. But from what did happen, it was such a short thing. It seemed like Elon Musk, you know, he, he has these things where like every couple of days, I think it's that someone in his inner circle will say something to him or he'll like read something online and he'll become obsessed with it. Like he was talking about like, uh, I read some, some, some tweet thing. He was talking about like PSYOPs. Uh, the other day and, and, and he posted like three tweets about it in like a day and then never talked about it again never talked about it before he yeah. must have just read something about it and these kinds of things so it was the apple thing he must have read something about it or someone uh you know someone in the marketing team or sales team told him like hey you know we're gonna lose 30 percent of our twitter blue to apple and, and that was his topic of the week to 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 go on about it's so funny it he just kind of like rotates between finding something to be outraged by and honestly i don't if i may psychoanalyze for a brief moment i have a theory that billionaires are unbelievably lonely that's what i think because like i don't know i and it's funny because every time we make fun of elon we get the usual, like, oh, you're just jealous. You wish that you had his talent and ability and his wealth. Honestly, being a billionaire sounds like it blows big time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, and especially the way he does it. There are, there are quiet billionaires yeah. that take their money and they, they go off and, and you never hear from them. But Elon chooses to to stay in the public light and and do all this crazy stuff and I, I well, but that it. that's what I mean. I think he's in the public because you like when you have that amount of wealth. How how do you have friendships? How do you talk to people in a genuine way? Who like I I have I have this like. This, I don't know. I, I just imagine that obviously it's nice to be rich, 
right? Everyone wants to be rich. Everyone wants to live comfortably and have enough money to buy nice things and do what they want and not have to worry about money. That's the goal for pretty much everyone. But beyond that, where you get into this excess, you know, top 0.00001 whatever percent, I feel like the only thing that that does is completely cut you off from the rest of the world. Because who is going to look at you and think of anything apart from your wealth? How can you expect anyone to be a genuine person around you? Because And, and, and that's not a commentary on like people and that, oh, people are so shallow. It's just like, what would you, if you were in a situation where someone came up to you and you knew that they are worth billions of dollars. Your goal, of course, being to acquire dollars. How is that not going to influence you? Of course, you're going to be like, I want to be friends with this person. I want to like get them to invest in me or just give me free stuff. Or like, It's only human to, to just desire those outcomes from interacting with a person of wealth. Not even a billionaire, but like... You know, your company does well, you get a couple million dollars in your like 30s and the rest of your friends, I feel like would probably resent you a little bit, certainly be jealous and probably would look at you different if you are accumulating this vast amount of wealth. Honestly, it sounds awful. Yeah, I mean any any amount of like like when you get up in like the wealth or power or celebrity or or any of these things, it definitely changes the way that people interact with you. But when you get to like Elon Musk, who is billions yeah. and billions of dollars. Now, okay, a lot of it is, you know, it's not liquid, it's hypothetical. A lot of it's tied to Tesla. Uh is mm-hmm. Tesla overvalued? You know, I obviously I can't say, but but whatever, you know, he's yeah. worth theoretically worth billions and billions and billions of dollars more than any person could spend in their lifetime, you know, reasonably. And, and that's just like a whole other level of, of crazy. Like no reasonably, one, he, he says after Elon buys Twitter. <laughs> that's true. But that was 44 <laughs> billion. And he has like I think he's worth like 260 billion or some number like that. Something like that. It's great. And but that's and just like, like incomprehensible. So, no, it's it's obscene. And like people, it's easy to think about like, oh man, wouldn't it be great to have effectively infinite money? And I also, also understand that most of the time when you look at these like net worths of Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or whatever, it's all tied to stocks, right? So like Mark Zuckerberg, because Meta is absolutely tanking with the stupid metaverse he, I don't think, is even in the top 10 of, of richest people anymore. Like, Meta has fallen so much that he has probably lost tens and tens of billions of dollars in net worth. But just as an exercise, let me just do a hypothetical with you. If you are, you know, one of these ultra-rich, like, top 10 richest billionaires in the world, you probably don't actually have... Uh, you probably don't actually have $260 billion or whatever in a bank account. That's not how it works. But you absolutely you absolutely must have somewhere, let's say, $4 billion 
it, you're worth 260 billion. You've probably got $4 billion in just accessible cash at any given moment, right? So for the sake of argument, if you go and buy the best house in Los Angeles, you could probably spend, you could probably spend $100 million pretty easily. But you're talking about a hundred million out of four billion, and that's just in cash that you have on hand. What is the percent of what is the percent on that? Four, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I'm doing billions. It, that's that's two point five percent. Is if my math is correct of your cash imagine imagine being in that position whatever amount of money you have in your bank account imagine if you could buy any house that your heart desires and you would only spend 2.5 percent of what you have if you have a hundred dollars in your bank account the nicest house in the world is two dollars and fifty cents does that not completely devalue everything oh yeah i mean it just like yeah when you have unlimited money it's like nothing is worth anything anymore it's just exactly it's crazy it's like when you're playing gta and you hack it and then you have all the money and then the game's not fun anymore because yeah. no longer are you like oh i'm i'm gonna work and pay off and i'm gonna get this thing that i want you're just like, oh, I just get everything whenever I want it. And you get like five of the nice jets and all of the nice houses. And you max out your garages in GTA. And then you're like, oh, I there's nothing to do. I'm bored. That must be the life of a billionaire. Yeah. And that's what leads Elon to, uh, you know, shit post on Twitter and yep. get himself Buy into it. buying it. And then buy yep. it and then do all the crazy stuff he's been doing for the past, like, month. Yeah, that is... Also, someone else just pointed out that in the in the situation I mentioned before about buying the house, is it's not even money spent because the house is probably going to retain or even appreciate in value. Yeah, it's a house. That is... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think about that a lot because I think most people, if they were given billions of dollars or even given, you know, the position that one of these companies is, like you have a good idea, the company happens and you make billions of dollars. I, I just don't even think, I just don't think that would be enjoyable. And I mean, most of the time, first of all, you know, you might have your billions of dollars, but you know what else you have? Humongous personal and social responsibility. Because, like, look at Mark Zuckerberg. I don't necessarily think that Mark Zuckerberg is, like, a bad person. Someone, I think, on Twitter was joking about how Mark Zuckerberg is, like, relatively plain doesn't really have any major scandals personally, doesn't like say anything crazy, but people don't like him because his company doesn't, you know, his companies are kind of shifty and he's kind of a weird vibe. And like, 
you know, you, you have this responsibility when you make a company that's worth billions of dollars where, you know, he goes from, I want to make this social media network in college. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, you're like destroying the fabric of democracy. So go ahead and fix that. And then you're like, oh God, what? How? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The billionaires are just, it's just crazy. It's like they come, at least Zuckerberg, I literally just rewatched uh, The Social Network. It must have been like the oh, really? tenth time I've watched it, but I just rewatched it the other day. And it's literally, I mean, I don't know how accurate the movie is, but it's like, you know, these things like people have an idea. Like when Mark Zuckerberg had the idea for Facebook, it wasn't going to be this like big uh, I mean, I guess he wanted it to be some global thing, but not that it was going to like, you know, have all these, da- you know, scandals with people's data. And, and, and now it's kind of like becoming more of a legacy. You know, I feel like young people don't really use it and it's, you know, falling off. Yep. It's nowhere near what it was when it was like, you know, the Harvard uh, exclusive, you know, social uh, online thing. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. These things just spiral out of control and, and, uh, and, and, you know, it's just crazy. I, I can't imagine it. I mean, I, I don't particularly have a ton of sympathy for Mark Zuckerberg because personally, I don't believe that you can get to become a billionaire without being a little bit shifty. Yeah. That's my personal belief. I know others will disagree and be like, oh, no, they're amazing. They just do only good things for society. Yeah, okay, sure. I don't I don't think that's true. But, like, you look at Facebook, I, I absolutely that's the case. I mean... In in one way, you you can be a little, I wouldn't say sympathetic, but maybe understand that it would be a tough spot to be in if you're, you know, a college kid who has this idea that takes off for a social media network. Uh, which, to be quite fair, Facebook in the early days, very simple. It's not a complicated concept. I think most social media, when you go back to their origination is extremely simple you know youtube is like hey put videos other people look at them cool facebook was like follow your friends online see what they're doing what are they up to linkedin was like follow your coworkers, see what they're up to instagram was like put the put the pictures up there twitter was like blog but short like they're very simple ideas at their very core and that's why they catch on youtube Starting in 2005, they got bought for like a billion dollars in like a year. Because it's like, oh my God, obviously, yes. That's of course what needs to happen. But every single one of these, as they grow, have these unforeseen consequences. YouTube, there was the whole adpocalypse in 2017. That was pretty bad because all of a sudden it was like, hey, guess what? Nazis and pedophiles also want to share videos. And maybe maybe we don't want to like advertise on that. And then how do you, what do you do about that? I would argue that YouTube actually of these social networks has done relatively speaking one of the better jobs at making it, you know, viable for people to make a living and exist on while also being I think fairly effectively and fairly moderated. But you know, that, that, that's an issue that comes up in all of these cases. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's the big challenge. That's the thing. Like, you know, you look at these from, uh, from, first of all, you look at them from the idea perspective, like you said, they're very simple ideas, you know, 
short video, long video, short blog, Mm -hmm. long blog, whatever, whatever. Very simple ideas. And from the engineering perspective, like, you know, the software development perspective, there are absolutely challenges Absolutely, as you know, especially in a thing like like YouTube, but even in a thing like Twitter. You know, people are saying there were seventy five hundred engineers, and now there's a couple hundred, and Twitter's still running. What the heck were those other people doing? Well, you know, they built yeah. Twitter to 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 work the way it does, and it's working the way it does because those people that got fired did their job well, and they built systems that are resilient and that will stay up, and that have relatively few bugs, whatever, whatever. But at the core of it, Twitter. And Facebook, whatever, these aren't, like, super complicated uh, – like, you know, like, Twitter is not the super concept. complicated. The, the concept and the, and the code. Like, you know, there's, there's challenges in making these websites work for millions of people mm-hmm. concurrently and doing all of these things. But they're not – you know, the, 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 real, the real challenge and the real product of these, uh, of these social networks is the community and the moderation – that's the the real mm-hmm. challenge is the moderation. You can't automate the moderation. It'll never work. I mean, I don't know. At least not what we have today. To to automate the moderation and to really understand what content deserves to stay up and what content is violating a guideline. YouTube's had this problem. Twitter's everyone's had this problem. The moderation yeah. is the real tricky part, and the community and the active users are the real you know product. That's what they sell to advertisers to get ad money. That's really where it is. It's it's the communities and the moderation. Those are the real challenges. Yeah, and I mean, I think those are the, that's just the type of thing that. I mean, honestly, you look at a lot of these social media companies and you look at who started them. It's, uh, let's say, the type of person who might make a podcast. That's right. I'm talking about some straight white guys. I'm, I'm bringing it back around, Noah. Uh, honestly, and I know people are, people are going to say that, uh, that I'm stupid or whatever for thinking that, but, but like very realistically, when you look at your Mark Zuckerberg, your uh, Elon Musk, your Jack Dorsey, like all these are white guys that honestly, the first thought in their mind is not going to be, oh, hang on a second. What hate groups might use this? What moderation might go too far or not far enough? You know, like, you know, I, I, I think it's actually quite valid that when you're talking about these multi-billion dollar companies that are born from a single person and that single person is a upper class, you know, well-to-do white guy, they are not going to be as aware of the consequences. That's I that's just a fact. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot with Elon. You know, people are saying Elon's African American. You know, he's from South Africa. Oh, come on. He he's a white a guy. He benefited from apartheid. Whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. We can go on and on about that. But 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 I think the the interesting thing is with Twitter and Elon because Elon Musk has more control over Twitter right now than I feel like most. CEOs have over their companies like Tim Cook and Sundar Pichai and all of them are not going to meddle in the day-to-day of what everyone's doing and do code reviews with them and like go on the internet and like talk whatever whatever you know Elon Musk is is a very different uh a, a very different CEO 
and, and he has so much control. I mean, you know, when you're seeing like the hate speech, uh, you know, skyrocket, there was some report published recently that the hate speech went way up after Elon joined. He has all this control. It seems like there aren't enough people telling him, you know, enough, you know, I guess minority groups or minority representation that it's telling him mm-hmm. that there's like this hate that's going on that needs to be dealt with. And like you said, you know, he himself isn't going to necessarily be as aware as some other people would be. And so you're seeing the hate speech, you know, increase on Twitter. Yeah, because I mean, look, Elon, it, it and it all is about perspective. I know a lot of people tend to politicize this type of thing and, you know, tend to tend to make it like, oh, oh what a liberal perspective. You want diversity and you, you should ha- hire the most qualified person, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes the most qualified person is someone who has a diverse perspective. That is undeniable. Even even in the case where someone has the same technical proficiency or skill set, having a diverse perspective absolutely makes companies more effective because of that very reason. Look, is Elon going to understand what it's like to be uh, a person who suffers from internet harassment? No. He's the richest guy in the world and he's... A white guy, he's not going to possess the skills, even if he wanted to, to understand the people on the receiving end of that hate speech. It is physically impossible for him to understand that. But what would allow Twitter to act accordingly is if it had people in positions of power and knowledge that did understand the ramifications that's why companies seek to increase diversity. I mean, you look at, let me try to find this one Crest ad. I think they basically ran an ad at one point that was like, white is right. <laughs> oh, I kind of remember that, I think. They were talking about tooth whitening, like whitening toothpaste or something, but it's like, bro. Put someone with a different perspective on your committee and maybe they would realize that's not a good sound. That doesn't that doesn't work quite right here. Yeah. You know? That it's uh it's and uh here comes the usual, right? Of course, of course you gotta have Chuck here. I'm not gonna oh <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Saying white people get harassed on the internet too. Oh, poor Chuck. Oh my goodness. Oh, unbelievable. Look, there's... God, we don't have time. This is a podcast. I don't have time to explain social hierarchies and power dynamics and cycles of oppression. But uh, if you're, you know, Chuck from Ohio and someone's like, hey, Chuck that was mean and you think that you're being oppressed versus hate speech uh i don't know what to tell you all i'm saying is that i don't know (laughs) i don't even know man all these all these white dudes making their companies without really realizing the extent of what those companies are capable of doing it's not an enviable position. 
No, it is not. And I wanted to, we're talking a lot of politics. We're, we're having a pretty deep discussion here. I want to yeah. bring it a little bit closer to tech just because, okay. you know, we started by talking about, uh, you know, the Apple, the Tim Cook, the Elon Musk feud. We didn't oh, get no. into it too much. We're, we're down already to, down five. We're down to one. We're down to one. Hold on. You can do it. You can do it. Got this, a, this one, he can hold on for just a couple more minutes. We've got some spam in chat now. That's great. And it's, you know what? This spam, the username starts with 69. It's very appropriate for wow. our 69th episode. Incredible. I can't believe, what is, am I, do I not know what, what's V-I-R-T? I'm assuming oh, like virtual. virtual. Yeah, probably virtual. Oh, 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 oh. I am, I'm not up to date on porn scams i guess i yeah i thought I it know. meant vertical and i was like are they standing <laughs> up like I, that's like legitimately what i thought at first <laughs> really? yeah i thought it's, it was short for vertical oh and, my god i mean that's not how you spell vertical but i don't know that's what my brain <laughs> went to first and i was like my goodness they get him a chair at least jesus i know i know well, it anyway. seems like that that uh, spammer has stopped. But um, yes, yeah, so we've talked about you know the, the Apple, the Tim, <clears throat> the Tim Cook thing. Basically, Elon Musk went on a little bit of a tirade about Apple's thirty percent cut, and, and there was the other thing yeah. about that maybe Twitter was going to get removed from the App Store. It sounds like that's not going to happen. I know that Elon went to Apple Park and I guess met with Tim Cook and they. He went a on nice... a little ride and it calmed him down. He went on a, yeah. on a little roller coaster and they had a like, nice oh, play okay. date and uh, yeah, and whatever. But um, but I don't know. I kind of I think the thirty percent thing is interesting because it's come up multiple times in the past. It came up with you know the Epic Games and the Fortnite thing. I think that was the most recent time, but that was already like a couple years ago. I feel like, and so the thirty percent thing came up again, and I'm not sure if we talked about it. Maybe we talked about it at the time. But I think it's it's really I think it's an interesting you know discussion to have about Apple taking thirty percent of uh, of the profits that go through the App Store. So what do you think? Do you have a do you have some strong opinions about this? Um, okay, here's I personally feel like I mean I think we've talked about cuts before. I think we talked about the App Store cut specifically last year with the whole. Uh, the 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 Epic Games controversy, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, look, I don't really think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I think potentially, and I guess this was already litigated. Elon is like a year and a half late to this whole discussion because he wasn't paying attention before when it didn't affect him, but now mm -hmm. it is, which, you know white guy running a company you know it doesn't doesn't realize something's a thing until it affects him i can't say i'm surprised it's a bit of a pattern i'll put it that way but at, you know this person say says here it's apple store they built it they get to profit off it i think if you are the platform it is obvious that you should get a cut of the material that's on it I, I think YouTube needs to take a cut. Google takes a cut of the advertising that goes through it. You know, everyone has a cut if it's their service. That is obvious. 
you can i think really it's it's not a debate about whether there's a cut it's on how much the cut is um and i guess with apple it's more so the in-app purchase cut that people object to granted the in-app purchase cut is also the most necessary because like that's basically the only time that people transact on the app store the days where you go on there and buy an app for 2.99 are pretty much over almost exclusively now it's free apps with ads you pay to remove the ads and unlock more features that's pretty pretty much how every app works and so with that being said i personally would argue that that would warrant adjusting the cut um i I believe the 70-30 split has been around since the inception of the App Store. I think Steve Jobs even announced it on stage, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's true. And I think, don't they have now, it's like a 15.85 for the first like million dollars that you make, and then it goes up to 70-30 or something like that? Yeah. Because I think, well, after the Epic Games thing, they decreased it for the like uh majority of developers or for smaller developers something like mm-hmm. that um and i think that honestly goes a long way i i mean when you're talking about in-app purchases versus buying the app i would argue that there is less work being facilitated by apple certainly when you look at the scope of how much revenue is being generated like if you sell an app for five dollars they get their 30% and you know you you have now sold the app it's basically just however many people buy the app is where apple gets their cut but with uh in app purchases oftentimes it's a subscription thing where it's like you're subscribing to this service but you're doing it through the app therefore apple gets their money mm a little iffy i guess there's ways around that though people are like hey just don't subscribe here go on to the they make it more expensive to subscribe in the app versus going on the website i think there are ways around it i think maybe the cuts a little high but i also think that about youtube but i'm not going to do anything about it i don't think it's anything that's like you know egregious or making it impossible to succeed on either platform that's my take Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, there is absolutely value that Apple provides in terms Mm -hmm. of the, you know, the devices that people actually use to use your app and also all of the software, all of the the APIs and all of the developer tools. Apple has some pretty incredible, like, tooling that they provide you, built-in functionality, things where with like AI and ML is like Mm -hmm. drag and drop stuff with like, these really nice, you know, super easy code, uh, you know, AR stuff, whatever. Like, all this stuff is, like, you know, so uh, – a lot of work is done for you. It makes it easy to build your own thing because Apple has done a lot of work and they continue to do a lot of work and, you know, introduce new things and, and whatever, whatever. So they absolutely deserve some amount of a cut. Now, we, like, you, like you said, we have talked about this topic before, but I guess the, the one thing that I find interesting here is that Elon Musk – uh, when the Twitter blew the verified disaster launched that lasts for 48 hours, when that launched like a month ago at this point, the main 
thing. It launched on iOS only, not Android. I guess Android wasn't ready, but it didn't launch on the web. And Elon specifically said uh, the idea was that people would be payment verified, which is, you know, bullshit term. But basically the idea was that you would have to have one device, one Apple mm-hmm. ID making the the payment to be verified. And he was saying, you know, people could make fake verified accounts or sorry, people could make verified accounts, use them for scams or spam or whatever, get and get banned. But Twitter would keep the eight bucks and they'd have to use a new phone and a new Apple ID every time. And so it would slow them down and it wouldn't be scalable, whatever, whatever, whatever. At that point, there actually is even more value that Apple's giving you because they are providing this yeah. infrastructure for verifying like one device, one Apple ID, making the payment, whatever, whatever. So it's even less of a of an argument that Elon can make when he's basically relying on Apple, not just for all the other stuff that they do for everyone, but also for this payment verification thing. I just think it's like, you know, that's that's especially, you know, egregious. That's a very good point. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I think honestly, Apple probably provides more infrastructure for app developers than YouTube provides YouTubers. I mean, like, like there are lots of tools on YouTube that I think are obviously, you know, deserving of their cut, right? They have, um, I mean, I guess they give you some little things like they give you these like little articles on your homepage that tell you like what affects video performance, get answers on frequently asked questions about YouTube search and discovery system and learn video discovery tips in our latest video. Like they give you those types of things that really don't give you anything, but they, they give you the, you know, they give you channel memberships, live streams, which we're using right now. Uh, obviously very easy to use and just upload videos. And they have to maintain that database of tons and tons of content, uh, analytics, copyright matching. There's a relatively recent feature. Oh no, someone actually, I, someone actually did steal uh, my Wii Mac Mini conversion, and they only uploaded it in 480p. <laughs> That's great. Wow, what a lazy. What a lazy job. They got nine views on it, and I'm going to take it down thanks to YouTube's copyright system. So there are absolutely things that provide value, but I would ar- I would honestly argue that they're not as uh, valuable as the App Store tools that you mentioned, those APIs, Xcode, the device simulators that you can run to see how your app runs on a device uh, where you can, you know, you don't have to buy all the different screens for the iPhone. It has emulators for all of them. Like that is a lot that just makes development easier and possible when you're a small independent creator. I mean, Noah, you're an app developer. Would you say that Apple's tools significantly aided your ability to publish your app on the app store yeah definitely and they have you know for the the app the apps that i build sometimes i don't even you know write them in swift i write them in you know something else and and they get compiled down but it's even you know it's the tools that apple makes 
uh, all of the APIs and the app store and, and there's analytics there and, and sales and all of that stuff, you know, taking, collecting money and, and whatever. Yeah. But then there's also the fact that like they make these devices and get them into the hands of all these different people to make your app valuable because you could build the app for some platform and if no one uses the platform, then there's no point in doing it. And it's, you know, you know, like Apple puts all this effort into, you know, the advertising and making good products and, and, you know, whatever, whatever to get people to actually buy them, to give you a base of users that could potentially install your app. So they absolutely do, uh, you know, a lot of work in that regard. That's very true. Uh, and I mean, obviously it's not perfect, right? Like you've told me many times about the, uh, the times that they object to parts of your code. Yeah. They, the, the Apple review, and this is, you know, another thing I know that YouTube, you know, I've seen a lot of stories about YouTube taking down videos that shouldn't have been taken down. And, Mm. you know, in my case, it was Apple rejects my app for some reason that they weren't supposed to. And then I have to send them a message and then they're like, well, they don't ever apologize, of course, but they approve it because I didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. And you know, these yep. things happen, uh, these things happen. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, you know, my app that I work on is up on the app store and it's been downloaded, I think like 20,000 times on the app store or 21,000 times or something like that. And, you know, I wouldn't have reached any of those, most of those people on, on my own necessarily yeah i mean that's the other thing that the that these platforms provide is just they are where people are like imagine if noah made his app exactly the same but with no app store has to just like make a website which tells people to download some file onto their phone and then they launch the file and it puts the app on their phone like, I, I, I don't particularly buy into Apple's whole, like, walled garden approach in all cases. But, at the very least, when you download an app from the App Store, you have at least some degree of assurance of, like, okay, this isn't going to just, like, fully malware my phone. Uh, you at least are actually able to search and aggregate apps by kind rating and and system because that's where people go for their apps. If Noah wanted to do this on Android sideloading it, like there's no way you would get 20,000 people to sideload your app onto their Android phone. No way. Yeah, no, the app store definitely, it gives you all those things you said and it gives you, you know, the, the idea that there's some level of security and it also gives you a route to go if let's say you download the app and it turns out that there is actually something wrong with it, like it's you know logging uh, too much data that they're not telling you about, or you go to make a purchase and you know it doesn't work right or whatever, like there's mm-hmm. there's recourse that you can go to Apple or or Google in the case of the Play Store and you can you know you can tell them about it and they can take it down and they can you know try and make things right. If you put money in, they can probably try and refund you versus dealing Very with these true. people directly. So they you know there's true. there's you know value that they that they add. Same thing with YouTube. I mean, like if I just made a website and posted videos on that website, there is no way I would be able to get 2 million people per month to go to my website 
you know, go to LukeMianiVideo.com, which sounds questionable now that I say that out loud. Don't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, just no. It's, there's a reason that all of these websites and platforms take their cut. They are providing value. Although, I do sometimes wish that YouTube would go down to 30% like all the other platforms. Bro. Do you yeah, know what that would... Like, literally, if Apple, if YouTube went changed their cut from 45 to 30%, I would be able to hire an employee. Part-time, probably, but still, like, significant. It would make a huge difference. I don't think YouTube is going to do that. I think... Oh, no, certainly not. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, YouTube is definitely on the higher, the high end of cuts that they take. And, uh, you know, I guess, like you said, there's only so much that you can do about it. But at the very least, they, they do provide value to you. You can argue if it's 45% worth of value, but they do provide value and it's not just like it's not just like a toll that like if you want to watch videos or you want to publish videos you got to pay the toll it's you know mm-hmm. it is like that a little bit but it's also like you know they're they're giving you an audience they're letting an audience find you and and, and they're promoting you in the algorithm sometimes and you know whatever they're doing something <laughs> when the you. algorithm wants yes right you know what Oh, crap. I forgot a little segment of... Here, Noah, say something real quick. Uh, something. Okay. Uh, what is this? Are you... All right, so you're getting, you're getting something ready here. Okay. Okay. So I gotta... I, I'll vamp for a little bit here. Okay. So, yes. Let's, uh, let's take a look. Let's see what people are saying here in the chat. What are people saying? Someone said that Mr. Who's the Boss won the, uh, the Streamy Award for Technology. So that's oh wow a stream about technology that's what this usually is but i'll tell you what it is now what it's over that's our outro song by the way yeah i i i had forgotten what we i feel i couldn't remember what we were saying i needed a transition to ending so thank you noah i think we've done it now we and dj craze was here and wanted us to do the extra four minutes as punishment for starting two minutes late. <laughs> we gave you an extra minute on top of that, so I hope you're happy. Yes. Uh, there you go. I think we'll be back next week, and then I think we're off for the holidays, and we'll see you back in... Wait, hang on. Calendar. <laughs> Let me calendar this for a brief, brief moment here. Yes, we'll be on next week, but not the week after that. Week after that is Christmas Day, so no. Mm-hmm. C- could it be January first? I think we will. January first is a Sunday. I think mm-hmm. it's quite possible that we might have our first episode of 2023 on January first. That would be fun. It's a great way to ring in the new year. And a great way to ring out the old episode, which is this one. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. I've been your host, Luke Miani. 
And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We'll see you next week. Have a great night.